With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. shot another six here a maximum cornwall do not bowl it in the slot hello everyone and welcome to episode 22 of the caribbean cricket podcast we're once again previewing another cpl franchise ahead of the tournament starting in mere days i'm joined once again by my co-host Michelle st patrick hewitt mash how are you coping with this uh, very jamaican weather we're currently facing in england well, I want, the, I want the listeners to know something from the start of this um, episode. Because I don't want any background noise, I've turned the fan off and I've got my window shut. And it is a sauna in here right now. Santoki, I am sweating. Yeah. So, guys, guys, if, um, if, if we don't hear from Mash during this episode, he would have collapsed with um, delirium, I think, at this point, because it is sweltering across the buildings. Um, and once again, he was so good on our last, last episode, we brought him back straight away. We've got Aaron, otherwise known as the Cricket Connoisseur. Aaron, sir, how are you doing? I'm very good, Santoki. Thank you very much for having me on again, boys. I'm absolutely buzzing to be taking part in this preview of the St. Lucia Zooks, a very interesting franchise, as we shall discuss. But yeah, obviously, cannot wait to get started. Definitely, definitely. And on our last episode, those who listened, we talked about the chaotic nature of the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots. I think St. Lucia matched them, if not surpassed them in some regards, in terms of the unpredictability of their side. Mash, should we get straight into it? Do you want to run through the squad list for the 2020 draft? Yeah, let's start with the squad for uh, St. Lucia. So, um, what I'm going to do first is just, I think, because you have to give the context, St. Lucia. Before this tournament, St. Lucia lost, lost Riley Rousseau, uh, Colin Ingram. Um, I always pronounce his name wrongly. Please correct me, guys. The South African pacer. Uh, Nokia. Norik Nokia. Thank you. Uh, Nokia and Nor Ahmed. So, those four couldn't travel uh, due to COVID. And then this was a squad now that uh, the final St. Lucia squad. Ruston Chase, Mohamed Nabi, Darren Sami, captain. Andre Fletcher, Najbullah Zadran, Keswick William, Scott Kugeline, Jamal Holder, Obed McCoy, Rakeem Cornwall, Mark Dayal, Zahir Khan, the two uh, emerging players, Kimani Melius and Nico Boucher, Kavim Hodge, Javel Glenn and Saad Ben Zafar. 
That's their squad, Santoki. Boy, so where, where do we start with that? I mean, another thing context-wise, St. Lucia are probably the worst, well, they definitely are the worst performing franchise across the CPL since its inception. They've only made the playoffs once in 2016. Last edition, they came in fifth place. Um, and they've just, generally, they've just generally struggled, um, despite the star names they've had over the years. Kevin Peterson, David Warner, for instance, um, Kyron Pollard. So this year, they've got a young squad. Um, Aaron, what are your initial thoughts about their squad? Well, just before we talk about the squad, let's not also forget, forget the um, omission of Chris Gale. He was meant to have joined before the oh, tournament even began, and now look at him. <laughs> He's not taking part. So, yeah, that's another massive loss. He would have been an absolute asset, obviously, the universe boss at the top of the order. But in terms of their squads, as you've already mentioned, it is a nice mix of experience and youth. I think there's something there. There's definitely talent. And not only that, they've got some very good players of spin in Mohamed Nabi and Najibullah Zadran. So, for me, I think it's a decent squad. You could argue not the strongest on paper, but as we all know, cricket isn't played on paper, it's played on the pitch. But uh, yeah, I like what I'm seeing in parts from the Zooks. I just think they need to be man-managed well, and they also need to try and strike a balance early and get some wins under their belt. Yeah, definitely. I think man-management is a key. And Mash, you think one particular person, the head coach, is going to be vital in that? Yeah, so a bit more context for St. Lucia. So um, this year, granted they lost the universe boss, which and there's a re... Well, anyways... St. Lucia were bought out by um, Kings Eleven Punjab, um, which is quite important in terms of understanding. That's why Chris Gale would have gone to St. Lucia if he'd agreed to go there, given he plays for them in um, IPL. Now, with that, once they bought St. Lucia out, it was no surprise to me to then see them overhaul the management structure. And they, they brought in Andy Flower. And I actually think Andy Flower is their best signing. I am. There's one concern I have, though, and I'm going to link it to maybe I could be well out of order for saying this. Um, and if you think I am, um, whether, whether Santoki and Aaron or anyone who listens to this do get in touch with me. But I watched The Edge um, and Andy Flower, rightly or wrongly, came across in that like a sergeant major. I don't know if that's warranted. I don't know if that's the editing. <laughs> If that is his style of coaching, that's either going to be St. Lucia's best asset or their worst asset. And the only reason I would say worst is because Caribbean culture doesn't really work well with the sergeant major approach. Um, If all the players buy into Andy Flowers' methods, I think they're actually going to surprise us. If there is any kind of fight against it in terms of who the hell does this guy think he is, that's not how we do things. This shambles of a um, organization could have yet another shambolic year. Is that harsh? No, I agree. But I also think just as vital is. I mean, if Andy Flower walks in and tries to come up with a regimented kind of regime, um, it, the players will find it hard to take to because, as you said, culturally in the Caribbean, it's not the norm. I think in this role, then, it's where Darren Sammy is key. He's as captain, the leader, the senior player in that team. He's the one who needs to say, let's support Andy Flower's ideas and kind of inspire the young players to kind of take heed. Any thoughts on me linking it to the edge and flower room, Aaron, or do you think I've been a bit too harsh there? Not really. I mean, the edge was a fantastic representation of his coaching style. Well, his old coaching style. I mean, that remember that training camp in Germany that they're on? That looks absolutely <laughs> horrible. But with regards to Andy Flower, yes, he is very much a, a very blunt and straight-talking character. And as Santoki rightly said, the key man in that St. Lucia team is going to be Darren Sammy, because Darren Sammy is an immensely respected player in the Caribbean. Obviously, won a T20 World Cup. Well, won two 
as the captain with the West Indies team. If he buys into Andy Flower's mentality and mindset and ethos for this group, the rest will step into line. So I think realistically, get Sammy on board, you get the franchise on board, and I think Flower will do that. Indeed. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, I guess, looking at this team, Aaron, what is the strength? Is it the bowling or the batting? Interesting question. I think it's a mix of both. They have got some decent spinners. Mohamed Nabi's a great pick. He is an absolute stalwart of T20 cricket in general. You've got Cornwall as well. He gives you the option, as well as the pinch hitting at the top of the order. So I think the spin bowling is a slight, um, slight strength of this. You've got Sad Bin Zafar, who could be a very interesting option. For anyone who's seen the GT20 in Canada, he's been fantastic for the Vancouver Knights with his left arm off spin for the, for the past two seasons. He also has CPL experience. He played for the Patriots in 2018. So I think that's interesting. And obviously the batting. Andre Fletcher, who's been in the CPL for years, ever since its inception, really racking Cornwall. I think it's an interesting looking squad. So I think it's a mix of both realistically in terms of batting and bowling. Good match. Who kind of, what kind of stands out for you in the St. Lucia teams in terms of positive aspects? Okay, the positives. I think they've got a variety of bowlers to choose from. Um, I, I have struggled to work out how they're going to actually pick their team, that said, but I think at least they've got lots of options to think about, um, both, both pace and spin, um, in terms of their bowling attack. So I see that as a strength, and possibly you could argue across the, the whole six teams that maybe they've got the biggest selection of bowlers to go from. Uh, competency-wise, that's I guess that's a strength. And if caught again, similar to what we said when we did the um, St Kitts one, who obviously St Kitts have got Lynn and Lewis. I'm not going to I'm not trying to say that Raheem Cornwall and Andre Fletcher are, are Lynn and Lewis, but they are very much. If it comes off, they're taking the game away um, from the opposition. So the the opening two is a massive strength. And as Aaron also said, Mohamed Nabi, what a pick. So all of the shambolic, chaotic nature of the St. Lucia Zooks as an organisation, every single franchise would have wanted Mohamed Nabi if given, if given the option. So I, that's a great pick. There is one glaring weakness for me, though, Santoki, and that is when I was trying to put their team together, I think they are two batsmen short at least. So, so I talked about how, ah, oh, brilliant, if it comes off a of Cormon Fletcher. If it doesn't, if they're ever in a position where Cornwall and Fletcher don't come off and Naby doesn't come off, I'm looking at the, the rest of their team like, so who's scoring the runs then? And so I think they're light. I think they're light in the batting order. And even no matter what I did to try and put their team together, I kept looking at it going, no, that still looks light. Did you have that? What did you think, Aaron? When, did, when you tried to put yours together, did you see that as well? I'd agree. And it's because of who they've lost. You think they could have had Russo. They could have had Colin Ingram as well. Last season, they had Colin de Grondom as well, who was, well, he's an absolute tour de force when he gets going. So I think they are a couple of batsmen light. With that being said, I think it is going to be interesting to see the emergence and development of the likes of Kamani Melius and Lenico Boucher. He, he looked quite promising last season, actually, for the Tridents, Lenico Boucher. So it'll be interesting to see how he progresses in this tournament. But yeah, you definitely want a, an experienced mid-lord batsman to kind of just compliment Mohamed Nabi, I think, for the Zooks. Yeah, and um, it's interesting you mentioned Kimani Melius. He's someone, he started in the Under-19 World Cup. He's got a contract for the Windward Islands in the professional game for the upcoming season. And interestingly enough, in the St. Lucia T10 tournament, which happened a few months ago, I believe he scored something ridiculous, like 101 or 34 balls. So he's an emerging player. He'll have to feature at some point. 
potentially five games. So he's someone who could, this could be a, a platform for him to kind of show his emerging talent. I have a controversial talking point here. Um, if Darren Sammy wasn't captain, he wouldn't make the team. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> and, I, I, and I just want to state, I like Darren Sammy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying this with total respect on Darren Sammy's name. As Aaron says, a former T two-time T20 captain. So I'm not disrespecting him. I just think his decline in 2020 cricket means... Okay, maybe he would make the team, but that says more about the weakness of St. Lucia than it does about the strength of Darren Sammy. And that possibly is, again, maybe I'm being a bit too harsh there, but I think he's lucky that he's captain. Yeah, I, I agree um, in that sense as well. Four years ago, if the side was chasing, say, 60, 70 runs in the last five overs, you'd back Sammy to come in, finish it off. Nowadays, not, so, not necessarily the same, same consistency in performances. With the ball, he's obviously declined as well, coming with age. But again, how do you drop down Sammy? I mean, he's got his own stadium named after him in St. Lucia. <laughs> so it's like, um, he's definitely a case of he will decide when he leaves the team rather than ever being dropped, from my point of view. Oof. Aaron, do you, oh. think, do you think I committed blasphemy there? <laughs> well, it's not that. In T20 cricket, not just, well, in cricket in general, the captain is absolutely vital, and in particular in T20 cricket. And Darren Sammy has a great cricketing brain. So I don't think I could drop him. I think that'd be a cardinal sin from my view. Um, and not only that, who, who would you replace him with? Andre Fletcher? Would you go Mohamed Nabi, who doesn't really have a lot of, of captaincy experience in franchise cricket? I mean, that, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, no, you're, and you're right. I wouldn't, um, I, don't, I mean, maybe I was just making a controversial statement there. <laughs> but what I mean is Sammy's in the team because he's, I mean, he's a good captain, but I, I'm saying his strength in bat, in terms of what he brings with the bat and the ball has declined quite significantly. He's due a big tournament is what I'm basically saying. If he's still got T20 um, ambitions, say, for example, to represent the West Indies, because he is still only, what, 35, 36? Darren, uh, Dwayne Bravo's playing at 38, so it's, it's not out. Chris Gale's playing at 40, 41. He's due a big tournament if he still thinks he's up there, is, I guess yeah. uh, is what I'm saying. Um, someone else in Tokyo who we haven't mentioned, actually, which again goes into their, again, which probably one of the, the strengths of the Zooks is Keswick Williams. I'm not, mm. I'm not his... I was about to say, I'm not his biggest... Keswick Williams is a good player. I need to watch what I'm saying here. I think sometimes he is flattered to deceive for the West Indies. Sometimes, and maybe that's why I'm judging him a bit there. Sometimes he's brilliant, sometimes he's not. But in CPL, Keswick Williams has been consistent. And I actually do think that um, he is, to, 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 to have Keswick Williams, whether in the death overs, I think it's a very, very good bowler to have in their, in their side. Any thoughts? Yeah, he's definitely, he's got a big personality. I mean, we've seen it with his notebook celebration, which he famously done on Coley. Um, he's just someone that galvanises the team, you feel, with his personality. But also, he's got enough experience now. He's played for the West Indies internationally. He's played a bucket load of CPL games. So he could be someone who influences the young bowlers in the team as well. And yeah, as you said, he's not been talked about much as being a key player in this team, but he's someone who could definitely come in and make an instant impact. Yeah, um... I'm going to give you my team. Go on. Listen. Glad you've come first. Yeah, this will be interesting. I, I, I li of all the teams in the tournament, I, I found St. Kitts easier than this. So this is what I've got. Cornwall and Fletcher opening. Hmm. 
Zadran 3. I'll explain why afterwards, Aaron. Any questions you've got, Aaron, hit me afterwards. Yep. Okay. Zadran 3. I n- I've put Nabi at 4. But this is... I'm going to explain why. People are listening to this going, what the hell is he talking about? Because I, I can't... Looking at their other batsmen, I'm just like, well, who else is going to go 3 and 4? And then, but 5 and 6, I've just I put the four names down and just put any one of them. It doesn't <laughs> so I put Dayal. I actually think Melia should play every single game because I think because he's already had some domestic first class experience, um, uh, list day first class experience, um, played for the emerging players in the Super 50. I think Melia should get his shot. He's not like some of the other emerging players who haven't actually had enough experience yet. So possibly Melius, and then the last place goes to Dayal, Voucher, or Chase. We don't know Ruston Chase as a 2020 player, but because of his off-spin, he might actually get in the side. And for all mm. no, again, assuming that Trinidad takes spin and so on and so forth, Chase could turn out to be one of the dark horses of the tournament. Where it's like, oh, who would have seen Ruston Chase coming in 2020 cricket? Mm. So possibly Chase at six. Sammy, seven. I think that's a lock. The bowlers I really struggled with. Um... Maybe actually one of those batsmen at five and six, I just drop and move everyone up one. Um, actually, maybe that's what I'll do. Sorry, I'm going to take out Dayal and Melius, Chase at five, Sammy at six, <laughs> Kuchaline at seven. And then I'm just going to pick four bowlers and they can go in whatever order they want. Bin Zafar, Obed McCoy has to play. Has mm. to. Keswick Williams. And then Zaheer Khan, in whatever order. I don't know what order they're going to go in, but those would be the four. Now, Aaron, I could see you nearly flipping, having a heart attack when I was saying that team. I want to point out, Aaron, it is... Tell, don't tell me you had an easy job of picking this side. I don't think it's easy to... Granted, I did a huge botch job. But I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's easy to put together a team for St. Lucia in a competent lineup that makes sense like i could pick holes in whatever lineup somebody shows me if that makes sense go for it aaron i want to see what you say right <laughs> we'll start with cornwall and fletcher i think that'll be obviously locked down those two were fantastic last season number three i would like to see kamali melius if, if we're talking early mm-hmm. tournament he deserves a chance obviously he's open the batting for the west indies very fair enough it's at under 19 level but still deserves a chance my number four would have been lenico boucher because he batted four last season for the Tridents there against the Patriots and scored 62 not out. And he was absolutely spectacular and sensational in that role. Then at five, I've gone Zadran, six Nabi, seven Sammy, and then pretty much the same with McCoy, Zahir Khan, Williams, etc. So I would agree with that. It's just <laughs> Nadia Buller and Nabi, I would not trust those two in the top four. There's, there's no, no chance. You, They're finished. you know why I did that, though? The reason I did it is because I looked at everyone else. Obviously, now you've showed me that you would have Melius and Boucher three and four, which I understand. Do you not see my point, though, that that looks a bit weak in comparison to other teams if you, if you put those two youngsters up top? It does, but at the same time, you've also got the surprise element then. There's not, there's not going to be many people who have bowled for Melius. For example, Boucher, again, he only played five games in the CPL last season. I, I just think it's worth a chance. I'm not saying that they have to be in there for the whole tournament, but the fact is, I mean, they've got Kaveem Hodge as well. He could be a potential one at four. yeah. 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 But um, for me, I, I just think I'd go with the young batsman, give him a chance. 
Yeah, I actually, I actually also had Boucher and Amelius at three and four as well. And I think that kind of sums up St. Lucia this season. They, they, they've got two emerging players who could make the first 11 for the whole season, in theory. That kind of shows the inexperience of the team, but also the potential they might have. For all we know, those guys could put on runs. Um, I agree with what Aaron's team and, and Mash as well, your team generally as well. I had the similar one. The only change I would make was maybe drop maybe Kugelein for Shamar Holder. That's fair, because Kugelein... He, he did decline. He was a bit of a strange option for me, actually. In the Super Smash, he was very expensive. He got Super Smashed. His economy was 9.4. Yeah. Um, an I, average of 40.66 as well. Very, very surprising pick. I mean, yeah, I know there's often a lot of emphasis on putting in your overseas players because they've come from overseas, so they must be good. But I feel in this scenario, Shamar Holder would definitely deserve a stint in the side ahead of Kugelheim based on form. But I guess it's up to the coach to decide what he sees on the very brief training sessions they have before the tournament starts. So nobody's thinking Ruston Chase here. No one's seen him as a, as a wild card pick here. He's a wild card, but in his 5 C20s, he's gone for 77 runs. Uh, sorry, he scored 77. No, he hasn't gone for 77. Sorry. He scored 77 runs with a strike of 118.46. For me, I don't think he hasn't taken a wicket either. Zero wickets, by the way. So no average and no strike rate with regards to Ruston Chase. Here's a wild card, though. I think we could see him. As we've said, they are two very young batsmen, Melius and Boucher. If they need an anchor, Roston Chase is perfect. Yeah. Shed provides that spin option. So mm. that's not a dig against Roston Chase. So as Mashell rightly said, he's a wild card, but doesn't have that experience for me. He's more of a test player, in my view. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think Roston Chase necessarily has the variations needed for T20s. On um, Red Bull cricket, he's fine. But he could play, you know what, he could play as a, as a batsman more so because we've seen him in the subcontinent, India particular. He can play spin amazingly well for a Caribbean cricketer. And in a tournament where spin's going to be the order of the day, he could be someone who's, as you said, is an anchor and is comfortable playing all the spin that's held at him. Definitely. I just I want to say that. before we, we close on this one uh, with top run score, etc. For anyone who is listening, saying... Now, why did Mash put Zadran and Nabi? <laughs> Just want to clarify, my strategy is put your top four gunslingers just put them all out at the beginning and just say smash it as much as you possibly can. And if we have to rescue the situation later, so be it. So that was that was that was my. Are sure are you? Are you sure you're not coach of uh, Jamaica Talawa? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, it's going to work for the Talawa. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's mm. let's let's come up with the bold prediction. So, Aaron, who do you think is going to be the top run scorer for the franchise and top wicket taker? I'll start with wicket taker first. I think Keswick, to be honest, he's got fifty-three wickets in the CPL. I think he is going to be their leading wicket taker. With regards to leading run scorer, probably Fletcher, to be honest. Mm. I think he'll be Mash- their main man. Yeah, it's it's hard to look past Keswick's experience of CPL, it's hard to look past. And he produces year after year after year. So it's hard to look past Keswick. Although, if I wouldn't rule out if he plays all the games, Obed McCoy. Lots mm. of people rate Obed McCoy in the Caribbean and his injuries have held him back. If he has a full tournament, I wouldn't rule out Obed McCoy. Run mm. Gora, Rakeem Cormor. Oh, that's bold. Mm. I like that. Rakeem Cormor. I think they're going to give him, they're going to give him license to thrill. Um, and even if it means that Rakeem's only hitting, what, 30 off nine balls every game, he'll end up as top run scorer in that team through sheer consistency. I, from my point of view, I think Naby's going to be the top wicket taker. I think he's going to do like the badgery role and kind of get wickets in the power play. 
Um, in terms of batsmen, I'm going to go with Aaron. I think Andre Fletcher, he's someone, he's never going to light up. He's never going to be someone who kind of steals the show, but he'll always be consistent and put together runs. And I think that consistency means he'll accumulate as the tournament goes on. Yeah. Good, good. I think that kind of wraps it up there, I guess. Um, yeah, so St. Lucia Zooks, I mean, similar to St. Kitts in our previous episode, hard to know where they're going to come, guys. So let's... Um, Let's predict. Um, Mash, where do you think they're going to finish in this year's tournament? Last. Aaron? That's, that's their position. They hold that position. <laughs> oh, come on. He's <laughs> <laughs> so right. I, I actually have a bit of a soft spot for the Zooks. If not for anything else, the name. It's one of the greatest in franchise cricket in the world. <laughs> See, I, I have some faith in them. I think if they can perform, I think fifth. But with that being Wait, said... that's the same as last. <laughs> yeah, but the Patriots could have been fourth. With that being said, though, we didn't mention a lot about Zahir Khan, and he's a real yes. real good option. Mm. Left arm leg spin. That's going to be an mm. absolute asset for the St. Lucia Zooks. So if that bowling attack can come together, if they can sort out the batting, well, not just depth, but also balance, they are a wild card. They could be a dark horse. So I'm going to go optimistic. I think fifth, if not, and I mean this... I really do mean this. I'm going to put my neck out on the line. They could make a playoff charge. Uh, wait, hold on. I need, I need to call up something here because, Aaron, you, you came on an episode saying you're a Jamaica Talawas fan. I am. You've obviously picked St. Lucia as fifth. Yep. St. Kitts as fourth. So either you're wildly optimistic about Jamaica finishing in the top three or you're predicting them to finish bottom. What is it? <laughs> Jamaica, to, hang on, hang on. I'm not saying it as a table. I'm saying in in terms of theory. So yeah, let's no, face but it. Santoki's right. Last episode, you said they kids fourth, and now he's fifth. So who's coming last? It must be Guyana <laughs> <laughs> or Barbados. Um, <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, it is that, a tough do, one. Do, do you know what? On a serious note, though, actually, that's the beauty of CPL because it's only a 16 tournament. It's hard. It's not like. The other tournaments where you can go, oh, anybody could come in the bottom two or something. Literally, the nature of CPL is you could put a run together like Barbados did last year, and all of a sudden you're winning the tournament. So mm. in, in, in defence of um, Aaron there, you can say a team can come fifth, yeah. come third, or they could easily come last. Mm. Or, Definitely. I think the only competent predictions that can be made with the nature of CPL as a tournament is who do you think is going to come top two? Yeah. Mm. Definitely. So, yeah, I think... Um, St. Lucia is going to be interesting to see. I personally think they'll finish last in the table. I think the fact that... <laughs> no faith. The fact that, I, for me, I think the only difference between Jamaica and St. Lucia this year is that you've got um, Andre Russell saying it's going to be his last season for Jamaica. So he's going to be pumped up. And a pumped up Andre Russell can win games by himself. And I think that is going to be the key difference between the franchises. So, yeah, I'm predicting them to finish bottom. But because they are a young, talented side with a lot of emerging talents, I would like to see them do well personally. But um, I just think realistically, they wouldn't be able to compete with the star power that other franchises have. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree. Cool. Yeah, we'll All right, out. so that wraps up um, episode 22. Aaron, um, where can we find you on social media? So on Instagram, it's at the cricket connoisseur underscore. On Twitter, it's at the cricket con one with two N's. And I also do have a YouTube channel with around about 200 subscribers at the moment, but uh, The Cricket Connoisseur, where I upload reviews, and, analysis and preview shows as well. And yeah, just, to, just so nobody's mistaken, Aaron's not just a T20 uh, connoisseur. He's, he's obviously a big fan of Test Cricket as well, so he will be previewing 
and reviewing, I guess, the England-Pakistan series, which will be ongoing when this episode gets dropped. So make sure you check out his channels to see those previews and reviews as well if you're into Red Bull cricket. Um, Aaron, Mash, it's been a pleasure once again, and I look forward to seeing our, if our predictions are true once CPL starts in a few days. So that's been episode 22. Take care, guys. Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.